This episode of the 42 Rugby Weekly is brought to you by Dundee Motors, Ireland's largest car website. Find your next premium car from one of our trusted dealerships. I don't think we've met before, but I'm the referee on this field. Leinster could offer me five mil a year, I wouldn't go. <laughs> it is Tommy Moe! Rugby, Rugby Weekly. Welcome across to Aviva Stadium where Leinster have beaten Leicester 55-24. Kieran Kennedy is here with me. And listen, it was almost in the balance at halftime, although you suspected Leinster always had another couple of gears, but it did come in impressive fashion yet again, Kieran. Yeah, absolutely. It did it did kind of feel like a game of two halves to use to use the cliche, but the first half it was kind of tight and that was a bit of a mix of some things Leinster did wrong and a couple of things that Leicester did right and Nothing, nothing that would have been um, too surprising in terms of their approach here. We knew they were going to kick a lot. We knew they were going to try to be really difficult around the breakdown. They managed to do those things, and it just frustrated uh, Leinster. But as always, you just feel like Leinster can hit another gear, and it's the pace they play with. It's the fitness of these players. Once they begin to hit their rhythm, they just can really stretch teams. And in the second half, they just played some absolutely scintillating rugby. And even when it was tight, it never really felt like Leicester were going to come back into it. But once Leinster hit that stride, they were just streets ahead and 55 points at home in a Champions Cup quarter-final it's a huge score to put up a huge score and uh, overall just another really good night for them here it tees up a home semi-final of course against the winner of Toulouse and Sharks tomorrow they could have a rematch of that semi-final last season and you just suspect that Toulouse have been building all season with that in mind and indeed when we were over there for the Munster match Toulouse Munster Hugo Mola was talking about this potential semi-final very openly so that will be a titanic clash but we'll, we'll see what happens tomorrow and a seven try win really pleasing a nice variety of tries as well a couple of more scores I think Fords always enjoy scoring a, a penalty try particularly when it's just after a period when you've been down to 14 players and Caelan Darce goes off for that yellow card and you think okay well most sides you think they just got to survive here hang in but Leinster are going to score 10 unanswered points like that passage Kieran, I felt spoke volumes of this side what did you feel they did particularly well in that period I think with Leinster it's just you know it can be very easy to focus on individuals in this Leinster team because there's quality all over the pitch and there's there's different individuals who step up game to game like Ryan Baird had a huge game last week Gary Ringrose this week was just exceptional but the collective is so strong that different individuals just pop up with big plays and key moments and that was throughout the game here never mind that 10 minute spell where they just kind of it's almost like the yellow card it was one of those instances where it actually galvanised them straight away at Gary Ringrose win a, win a big turnover on the far side of the pitch Ross Byrne of all people comes up with a big turnover later in the game and even I think back to the first half there was an instance where um, sorry Pollard is chasing the ball down into the corner and 99 times out of 100 he gets to go gather collect and kick back but here Jimmy O'Brien comes out of nowhere chase him down and force him out of touch it's kind of like the Reese Ruddock um, moment against the Stormers a few weeks ago it's one of those things where you know that's not that's not something that you coach that's just work rate and effort and it's those things I think across Leinster performance that stand out to me different people just kind of stepping up and providing these big moments that gives everybody a lift um, and they just did that really well here throughout the game I felt well that Ross Byrne Jacko penalty he'll be dining off that for the rest of his career and life I think and that was right at the end of the 10 minutes Doris comes back on there they're in position and they go and score the penalty them all penalty try and, and it's kind of game over there and just before that they've scored with only 14 players one of their best tries of the night it was a lovely flowing passive attack 
Byrne goes out to back to Henshaw on that lovely delay on his pass to Ringrose. The two of them just read each other so well, as they've done throughout their careers, really. Uh, and that was a brilliant score where he passes back inside to Gibson Park. I thought it was just phenomenal to so thoroughly dominate that 10 minutes. Ringrose was at the heart of a lot of good stuff tonight. And it starts after 72 seconds, I think it was, on the, the clock. And he crosses with a beautiful dummy to, to sell Dan Kelly. And again, it comes from a repeat of last week's last weekend's kickoff where Byrne hangs the ball up and Keenan goes and bats it back and, and suddenly lends her into attack and, and Leicester are, are unsettled. That was a brilliant, brilliant start. And Ringrose scores the second as well from a right-hand side scrum. It was a lovely, slickly executed play as we've come to expect from this Leinster uh, attack. Andrew Goodman's done a really good job on their first phase set-piece strikes and, and that was a really good example. It was a very basic play and I think Leicester will be really disappointed with their defence certainly in that instance and, and a few more instances as well so like Leinster will be cognizant of that fact and it's funny they've scored 55 points but I think Leo Cullen and Shira Lancaster will pick out loads in that that just has to be better if they're going to be playing at Toulouse or potentially a La Rochelle in a, in a home final but just a word on Ringrose because he's had that spell out I know a lot of people were worried about him when they saw him go down in Scotland with that, that heavy blow but what did you make of his return from that head injury? Oh, he was absolutely exceptional. And you heard Leo Cullen speak about him during the week in terms of how important he's become to this Lancer team. And Leo is somebody who isn't always... When, when there's an opportunity there to put, give praise to one player, he quickly passes the praise throughout the team, I feel. But he, I was quite struck by how much he kind of said, look, yeah, look, Gary's a massive player for us. And you, and you saw that tonight. It's his leadership and it's the moments that he comes up with. Like the turnover we spoke about there a couple of minutes ago. But he's just his footwork and his reading of the game and his game intelligence was so sharp for a player who hasn't featured in a couple of weeks and he, he'd like it's, it's that thing of just leading by example and you can see why they see him as captain material and he was just so influential throughout the game it's great to see a guy come back from an injury and have that key kind of influence and just the tries are playing out on the screen in front of us here they've seen a lot of Jimmy O'Brien another player who I thought was absolutely exceptional tonight for a guy who played on both wings and even popped up in the centre for a while towards the end to have somebody with that kind of versatility and class who can just slot in across the back line and bring so much quality like they are blessed with that quality throughout the squad it's something obviously we've talked about so much and that will maybe be the difference for them heading into a semi-final and potentially a final but um, yeah I mean you can look right across that team tonight and pick out players who had big big games but like you say there's areas to work on too and that's a nice position for Leo Cullen and Stuart Lancaster to be in I do want to ask you about a couple of the guys who are, are among the walking wounded now, but just a reminder that the 42 Roby Weekly is sponsored by Dundeal Motors. Whether it's luxury cars, seven-seaters for a growing family, or making the switch to electric, find everything you need at dundeal.ie. And Kieran, we saw, unfortunately, Ryan Baird going off in the first half. It looked like, you know, suspected dislocated shoulder, judging by those replays. It didn't look nice for him. James Lowe as well, limping off with his calf. Iced up. Johnny Sexton was a prominent figure on the sh- sh- shots as he always is when he's in the stand and appeared to have a pair of crutches in front of him after his recent groin surgery. So a couple more injury concerns, but how did you feel Leinster, and we've seen it with Ireland before, actually managed those in-game injuries? Really impressively. Um, as for example, somebody like O'Brien who slots over to the far wing for, for a while and then ends up playing a bit in centre. They've got that depth and it's not just having depth it's also having players who can fill in in different positions you see like somebody like Kieran Frawley coming in like he can cover so many positions across that back line and be effective the same with Harry Byrne who's kind of stepping up a bit this season again after after a tough time obviously towards the end of last year but they'll hope that those injuries aren't too serious because there's only so many 
injuries to key players that you can take on before you lose not just a lot of quality but also a lot of leadership and, and senior figures the Baird one obviously looks didn't look great on the screen he looked like he was in a lot of pain going off and if that's the case it's gonna it's awful timing for him because he's been in such an excellent uh, vein of form coming out of the, the Six Nations and he's become such an impactful player that you know he looks like somebody who was primed to have a really big close to the end of the season so hopefully it's not something that's going to keep him out for too long James Lowe didn't look too happy going off either and I thought he was actually excellent tonight as well and the thing with Lowe that strikes me is like with wingers you're often attracted to the kind of like the fleet footed like lithe electric guys but he's so robust and sturdy and he's taking people on with his ball carrying and bouncing defenders off him so effective in the air as well and then obviously that kicking game looked like he had a bit of ice in his calf, calf afterwards so we'll, we'll see what the story is there in, in um when Leo Cullen goes up for his post-match but yeah there's only so much of those injuries you can take on before it starts to become a problem so they'll hope it's nothing too serious but they've got a bit of time now between the semi-final and they won't be sending key men down to the URC games in South Africa so they're in a strong position there too It's a lovely position to be in and as you're talking I'm thinking just how much they keep layering up even individually guys like Ring Rose and Ross Byrne winning jackal turnovers because they've nailed other skills guys moving into different roles and the fluidity of it and as you say we're watching the replays there and O'Brien can hop between so many different positions and, and he, he understands each of the roles really well and, and that's an advantage it feels like Leinster are just a step ahead all the time and another catch up with them in certain areas they've got another layer to it but just to finish because we're going to run down now and, and hear from Leo Cullen a word on the halfbacks Johnny Sexton as I say was watching on from the, the sidelines what did you feel that Gibson Park and, and Ross Byrne delivered? Yeah, with Gibson Park, I mean, we've spoken about him so much over the last year in terms of the improvement and just where just where he's come, how far he's come in his career for a player who had, it kind of didn't always look like that would be the case. He's just so efficient and so effective in everything he does and he makes such smart decisions on the presser and he's getting his kicks away under intense pressure here and they're so accurate. I, I thought he was really excellent and he's so important to the pace that Leinster play at, which is so often the difference when, they come, when it comes to pulling away from teams in the second half. Ross Byrne, I thought he did a lot really well tonight, but he had a couple of moments that'll be frustrating for him as well. The Jackal turnover was obviously an excellent moment. He was flawless off the tee, as, as he so often is. Like He's just so reliable from the um, so reliable kicking towards the posts. But there was a couple of little errors that he let slip into his game as well, and maybe that's you know playing with a big advantage, and maybe it's just trying to add a bit more flair to his attacking game but you know in a, in a semi-final or if they get to a final and tighter games you, you won't really get away with those as much I'm thinking about the offload he threw in behind where he didn't look and it ends up being, a, um, being an intercept and leading to a try they're the moments that you know he's never going to escape the Johnny Sexton comparison they're the moments that Johnny Sexton doesn't give you so they're the things that he'll need to brush up on going into you know the really tight knockout games going forward but you know at the same time did a lot right tonight so he's in a good place as well I think heading into the semi-finals Enster fans I think enjoying the fact that the first two knockout games haven't been all that tight when it comes down to it and they got the job done in impressive style as we said tonight in front of 27,000 in this reduced capacity stadium and you, you just venture that it's going to be rocking at the end of the month potentially with Toulouse to come to town so lots to look forward to from Leinster really impressive tonight we're going to be back on Tuesday after the Easter weekend hope everyone has a fantastic Easter we'll catch you very soon